Hello, fabulous friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Booked and Blessed Podcast. I'm your host, Carissa, here to help you get booked and feel blessed. So, jumping right in, let's start off with some life updates because I know you all care so very much. Also, please, if y'all are like, Carissa, we've heard enough of the life updates, get to the mite and potatoes, let me know. Um, I just think that it helps us feel like we're friends, you know? Like, what's going on? We start out the conversation being like, what's going on in our lives? What are we doing? Are we progressing? And I think it helps keep me accountable in a way. So, if you dislike the life updates, let me know. I won't be offended. We'll cut them. You've been cut, but yeah, that's it. Okay, so first update my voice coach got my book together i am so excited um i'm in the process of just listening through the songs now and letting him know which songs i do and do not like and which songs i resonate with and which ones i think are a good choice for me and sound good on my voice which i mean he knows my voice so they all sound like i can obviously sing all of them but now it's just which ones do i connect to you know what i mean um and second life update i saw hamilton live on stage live and in person for the first time this week and um the only other time i had seen it was on disney plus so i mean as i'm sure most people so it was definitely a privilege it was so beautiful we all know this we love hamilton um Everything in that show is just so intentional, and I sincerely could not stop freaking out about the lighting design, which, you know, I'm a freak, so it's fine. But if you watch the show, just, like, pay attention to that because it, ugh, whoever did the lighting, spot on. Um, and I give the actors in that show especially so much credit because everyone knows the original cast. The original cast was so iconic. If you think of Hamilton, obviously, everyone's like, these are the voices I hear, these are the faces I see in my head, you know. Um, so everyone is comparing them to the original cast, but I loved the choices that were being made. And one of the understudies was playing Washington and absolutely blew me away. Like, he was insane. Every time he'd open his mouth, we were just like, yes, sing. And then I checked the playbill and he's an understudy. And I was just like, see, like, we love, we love swings. We love understudies. Shout out to y'all. You really are doing that, doing the Lord's work out here. And the last, but certainly not least, life, up, life update is, uh, yeah, baby girl and got a contract starting in a few months, and she's very excited. If you were wondering, I am, in fact, baby girl. So I will tell you more about that when the time comes, but yeah, she's a working girl. Again, not right now, but we still have a few auditions to go to, so hopefully we'll be working very soon. Um, and that's all I can think of for luck. That's all I can think of for life updates, and since we spoke about that website the other week, well, recently, um, survival jobs for actors, and I just started a survival job myself, um, I thought this week it was only fitting for our meat and potatoes to be 
Dun, 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 dun. Survival jobs. Also known as muggle jobs. Uh, if you are in the in the inner circle. No, I'm just kidding. A lot of performers in the industry will call any job where you're not performing a muggle job. <laughs> it's fitting. But low-key, we're kind of performing in any job where we're in contact with other people, especially customer service, right? Like, is that just me? Am I just a freak? I don't know. That's how I have to think about things to get through it, I guess. Just performing through life. Um, but in that same vein, if you want to work a survival job that is performing adjacent, you have options. And I'm going to give you a few of the ones that I thought of. Here's my um, here's my list. Obviously, it is not conclusive. We can always be adding more and there's never a shortage of jobs where, you know, you're in contact with the arts and people in the arts and you are putting on your performer face. But here we go. I, the first one on my list is working at a studio space or a dance slash vocal slash music slash acting studio, which is just great for meeting people and learning the ropes. <clears throat> community. We love a community. Uh, basically, anywhere you can enhance your skills artistically or professionally, gain a sense of community, <clears throat> be in a creative environment, perhaps get free or discounted studio space or lessons is definitely worth considering because you get those added benefits. Um, studio space, you know, is kind of invaluable for us, especially in this self-tape world we live in. And just for practicing, just for warming up, living your life, um, doing a little dance, making your reels, just something to consider. Number two, working as an usher, bartender, ticket in the ticket office, or uh, as a merch associate at a theater. It still keeps you in the creative realm. And I mean, I'm not sure about this, but I think if you're an usher, you get to see the show, right? Like you would get to see the show every night, I would hope, uh, from the from the doorways. I don't know. Somebody confirm or deny this. But the biggest thing is that it's still keeping you in that creative sphere, you know? you're. How many times am I going to say you know tonight? Let me just stop with that. <laughs> but... Um, as long as you are in a space filled with people appreciating the arts, I think that is one of the best uh, places for us to be as performers. And speaking of shows, in New York City, they're always looking for street teams to promote shows as well. You'll usually see people doing this on the street on the streets. Yeah, it's literally a street team, Carissa. You'll see them in Midtown near the theaters a lot. Um handing out flyers and dressed in, you know, the, oh my gosh, there it is again, and see them dressed in the attire of the show. Ish. The general, the general Luke. Um, next on the list, you could try to get a job as a reader or monitor or both like Annalie does. He, he, he. Um, I'm not entirely sure where to apply for a position like this, but Personally, I would start by looking on Playbill and Backstage and Broadway.com maybe, I don't know, and maybe even sending your resume and a brief email or cover letter type email to different casting agencies, seeing if they're looking for monitors or readers or the best way, the way Annalie got her little side gig doing that is from someone she knows. So connections, 
uh, always invaluable. You can also apply to work at a venue where cabarets or new musical readings happen. Just being in the midst of acclaimed performers and meeting up-and-coming performers, as well as getting exposed to new material, is great. You know, make those connect. I'm going to stop myself every time now. (laughs) I'm hyper aware. Um, But just making connections with people, you never know where they're going to lead. And if you work there and you create something yourself, hopefully they would be more likely to give you a date to present your work because they know you. (laughs) And that way as well, if there is a new work and you think, hmm, I think I'd be really good for that, you can talk to the producer, the writer, and just say, hey, uh, if this continues, if you keep this going and you're trying to take it to the stage or whatever, like, I'm very interested. You never know. What could happen? What could happen? Next up, (laughs) there is nothing wrong at all. Actually, I encourage it. With getting friends together who play instruments or being solo if you play an instrument and forming a band or a duo or, you know, just playing by yourself and playing at restaurants for money. Depending where you are, it can be hard to live off this income alone. Like, I heard people who live in Nashville, a lot of the venues and restaurants don't pay them a lot because there is such a pool of musicians trying to play and make money. So the pay is not great because they're kind of inundated. Um, But if you are from my hometown in Pennsylvania, you can get pretty good money. It's pretty decent, honestly, because every restaurant, brewery, whatever, what have you, always, they're always looking for live music because they can advertise that. And people love a live music moment. We all do. Um, I know plenty of people who make really good money gigging. Even in Nashville, I know people who, like, that's their main squeeze. So, just, if you love it, go for it. That's what I say. It's also a great side hustle that allows your talents to be shared with people. And who knows what connections you could make. That's the theme of today, is connections and community and networking. Woo! (laughs) I love how my whole point of having a survival job is just connecting and networking so that you can perform again. But that's how I live my life. I think that's how a lot of us live our lives. We're like, this is just in the meantime until I can be doing what I actually want to do again. So it makes sense. Work towards what you want while you are doing something that is temporary and necessary sometimes. You could also, if you're just starting out, work as a character escort at a theme park or just anywhere in a theme park in general, especially Disney, if we're being real. Um, So many people start out working in other departments at Disney World or land. I don't really know much about Disneyland, but at least at Disney World, and then end up applying for performer positions. Um, My first job ever was working as an actor during the children's Halloween activities in the daytime at a theme park. And then I became a character escort in the summer for the Peanuts gang, which then eventually led to me being the one person performing in the shows who wasn't in costume. And I got to act and sing on the mic, which was a big deal because I was like 16, 15, 16. And that was my first professional gig that I was paid to perform in. Um, So you really never know where 
work will lead you. If you have the drive and you know what you want, nothing can stop you. And on that same note, if you're good with technical aspects of shows, theme parks are a great place to be in the crew, run sound or lights, stage manage, what have you. You'll learn a lot. And at least when I when I worked there when I was in high school still, our tech in the children's shows was also in high school. So he was getting that real world experience. Now, so proud of him. He's a YouTuber. He has, that's his like full-time gig. Um, Cause he's just that kind of person. He makes automaton <laughs> cover videos. He's amazing. We love him. Um, anywho, moving on. Some other things that come to the top of my head are restaurant jobs, especially serving and bartending. It's kind of awful, but I feel like everyone should experience working in a restaurant at least once just to be humbled. And also restaurant managers low-key seem to love when you tell them you're a performer, at least in my experience, because uh, they think you're charismatic and outgoing. I mean, that's only sometimes true, but you know what it is. Uh, and bonus points if you work at a place like Ellen Stardust Diner or Don't Tell Mama, where you would then get the chance to perform for the patrons in between serving and bartending. You're serving, and then you're going back to serving. You feel me? Yeah. As Anna Lee and I discussed in her interview, also feel free to just explore your other interests unrelated to performing so you don't get burnt out or put all your eggs in one basket it's okay to not make being a performer your entire identity and that is a shout out to myself a constant reminder to myself um but if there are other things you're passionate about you know consider working in a fitness studio i know or well that's not the only thing that i was gonna say but if fitness is a passion of yours there we go consider working in a fitness studio i know so many performer friends of mine who have their certifications to teach different fitness classes, like fitness dance classes, Zumba, etc., um, yoga, which both of these things also ultimately help you with performing and teaching stuff like that is performing in its own right. But that's besides the point. Um, maybe look for jobs in broadcasting, social media management, film crew stuff if you're into that, a bookstore or like something completely different, such as accounting. I mean, I don't know what you're into, I don't judge. Whatever sparks your interest, just pursue it for a little bit. See if it brings you joy. And then you have another thing to say, hey, I like this and I like doing this and this makes me feel fulfilled. And the more of those you can have, the better. Honestly, it balances everything else out. And as wild as it is, people also, we all know this, have the opportunity to make money from content creation on TikTok, especially Instagram, what have you. So if that's more your thing, maybe don't go into it initially expecting to make money off of it, but it's always a possibility. So if you have fun making content, that's really what matters. Um, a lot of people in the musical theater industry especially get clout from their social media and their TikTok, which makes them more relatable or personable and can then help them book roles because the casting team kind of feels like they know them in a way, which that should not be your main motivation. I always say have no expectations going into it, but like I just met someone this past week who I had seen their TikToks and I quote them all the time on here. I don't want to like name drop or whatever. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm 
I said, like, I'm fangirling a little bit because I use your metaphor about this and this all the time and, like, love your TikToks. You're so cool and they were really cool. So I love when that happens when people you meet from online are not full of themselves and are just genuine people. That really shines through in this person's videos as well. So I'm glad they lived up to my own personal... I didn't have any expectations, but you know what I mean. Um... And there are also agencies, I've done this a couple of times in my heyday, <laughs> agencies that book people for pop-up events as brand ambassadors, and the money really isn't bad. They pay a better hourly wage than most because it's, you know, a temporary event, um, and it's usually only a few days or a few weekends max, and you can pick and choose which ones work with your schedule for the most part, which is a major plus, especially for, in our industry. If you want to know more about some of those agencies and, you know, temp work, brand ambassador work like that, let me know and I will put a list in the show notes. Also, sometimes they'll pay you for travel and housing. They'll let you know all those details in emails that they'll send you um, or to request, you know, are you available for these dates or would you be interested in this type of event? Or if you go on their website and apply for the jobs on there, we'll also tell you. And on that, you know, on the, the freelancer line of thought, heck, start your own business. Find where you're good at. If it overlaps with performing or fulfills a need in the industry, that's incredible. But if not, that's also okay. Like, I know this one is easier said than done, but there are people who make and edit reels, offer resume critiques and suggestions, hold audition technique classes, play and record accompaniments for people, do website design, resume revamps, social media branding for performers, uh, people who will read or be a scene partner for people's auditions, hold and teach dance classes, voice lessons, music lessons, hold master classes. Just what I'm trying to say here is find a need paired with your niche and just get at it. Go for it. What do you have to lose? Truly, everybody, I did not think my list would be this extensive, but I am very glad it is for everyone's sake listening you have options we love options here uh there are more work options that overlap with your creative endeavors than you might think which that's what this whole thing proved to me and you just have to be on the lookout for them at any possible turn uh someone that i work with at my new job just applied for the museum of broadway so stuff like that look for jobs that kind of will put you in spaces that you want to be in and meeting people that you would love to meet and go for that. I mean, even like work at Schmackeries. Do you know how many Broadway guys and gals go there? If you really want, let's be honest. Come on. I'll but that's all I have for you this week. I am and have been super busy. So send me your good vibes, thoughts, prayers, whatever, whatever you got. Send it my way. It is now one o'clock in the morning when I'm recording this. So... Yeah, it is technically Monday morning. Um, we're a little late to the game this week, but you know what? Not too late. And that's what matters. We were right on time. Uh, <laughs> don't know what that, that wasn't necessary, but is, is anything? Um, so please, on that, <laughs> please feel free to follow the pod at Booked and Blessed Pod on Insta or my personal account if you're feeling nasty at carissa hope that is k-a-r-i-s-a 
H-O-P-E. And if you want to send me any comments, questions, concerns, burning inquiries, as always, um, send them, send them over there. And if this podcast has added value to your life, I would love, 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 and I will love, love, love you forever, five ever, if you leave a five ever, a five star rating review. And if you wouldn't mind hitting that subscribe button so that you can stay in the loop when new episodes drop every Monday, that would be fabulous, truly. And with that, I hope you have an unbelievable Monday and an even better rest of your week. Let's get booked and blessed, y'all.